one of the things that we've been talking about for a long time is how do we get kids to be great problem solvers? And I remember listening to you and Macintosh and watching a TED talk and you can see it uh, listed in the description. And he really talked about this idea of problem finders, actually having kids identify things that they want to solve and then posing solution, right? And I think that if we really are being honest, there's a lot of people that are great problem finders. They can point out everything that's wrong and, and, you know, tell you why it's wrong. And so it's not developing one or the other. It's actually developing both. How do we actually help our students find problems that are meaningful to them and then figure out solutions? It's not an either or, but it's a both. And in this conversation with Stacy Wood today, she talks about her experience as a teacher in an entrepreneur class and how some of the examples that she has of her students doing this in different ways, uh, in different types of fields, different uh, areas of interest for these students, but also how do we actually help this in, in the everyday classroom, in the grade four classroom, in the high school math classroom, because I don't think this should be reserved for just some kids in very specialized classrooms, but it's something that we do all the time. And there's a lot of an intersection between the stuff that I talk about with the idea of the innovator's mindset and the work that Stacy Wood is actually doing in her entrepreneurial class in her, in her, in her high school classroom. And it, it was a really great conversation. I had to cut it short, which was really bothering me because I did have to jump into another meeting. I could have talked to Stacy all day. I think the conversation is really beneficial to any educator out there. So I really appreciate you being here, taking this time to, to listen, to, to be a part of this conversation. Welcome back to another episode of the Innovators Mindset Podcast. Hey everyone, this is George Kroos and welcome back to another episode of the Innovators Mindset Podcast. I am very lucky to have Stacy Wood uh, on my podcast today and Stacy and I actually have known each other for several years <laughs> via email because I was supposed to do an event for a group of teachers. It was in person, virtual, maybe in person and then a virtual yeah. We had about a string of like 84 emails and uh, we actually um, finally had the event probably three or, three or four years after discussing it. And Stacey and I just hit it off and, uh, you know, we decided to do this podcast. And so Stacy, just to, for all those listening, uh, Stacy is from New Brunswick, Canada. She is a high school teacher. And I was like trying to like explain to me and we'll kind of get into that because I just like teach, I teach high school. So like that. So we'll talk about that. And she's also the president of the local, the New Brunswick Teachers Association local of Saint S A I N T John, no S. Yes. No S. No S. Saint John right. local in New Brunswick. Uh, so, and she does that totally. Shout out to you for no. Geez, now like I said, shout out, and I didn't. Oh, sorry. Oh no, I was gonna play George Michael, but then they like oh, they do copyright strike George on Michael. they do copyright oh. strikes strikes if I do oh. George Michael. So like, man, oh. if that makes you feel better. So shout out because Stacy actually does this. Um, Stacy does the the local and New Brunswick Teacher Association stuff on a volunteer basis. So like, mm -hmm. extra shout out for doing that. <laughs> I know you love that. That button's my favorite. I have like eighty nine sounds. The air horn is the, the sound. That is the sound. So you do a lot of different things, but instead of me telling everybody what you do, can you just tell everyone a little bit about who you are and about your educational career, how you got to what you're doing today? 
Sure. So I, this is my 20th year of teaching, maybe 21st, 21st actually, I think. Uh, for 18 years, I was a teacher at St. John High School, which is actually the oldest high school in North America, FYI. Really? Just in case you're wondering. Yep. 1805 is when it was, uh, when it really? started, when it became a, yep. So there's a little piece of information. Uh, a little bit of trivia for you. Uh, Canada hasn't so even been it. a country, yep. right? For the eight right. for that long. That's amazing. British North America is what it would have been. I I, I, I actually have Jeopardy sound that I should have played, but I'm you not going have. to. <laughs> the button doesn't work for some reason. I don't know. Oh, well, that's not. It good. just goes on for like a minute without stopping. So I was like, nah. Oh, boo. But boo. Uh, okay, so anyways, yes, so we, I digress, but I just had to get that in there. <laughs> uh, so I was there for 18 years. I taught um, pretty much every course in humanities, uh, history. I did teach a couple of English courses. In my last year at St. John High School, I taught um, a course called Entrepreneurship 11-0. And the teacher who was teaching that course for about 20 years beforehand was getting set to retire and I needed a change. I just knew that I needed to do something different. I, I mean, I love teaching history, um, but I needed to do something a little bit different. So I went to my um, SPR, who's the department head mm-hmm. and said to him that I, the next semester that I really wanted to teach entrepreneurship. And he looked at me and he said, well, I can pretty much guarantee in the history of this school, no one has asked to teach that course. Right, right. So you can have all the entrepreneurship 11 zeros really? that you want. Yep. yep. That's pretty cool. It was great. Yeah. So, cause it's considered one of those courses where like they put all the students who they know they can't find a spot for them in their schedule, those sorts of things. So it wasn't, you know, it wouldn't be the course that necessarily students would choose, but I have to say by the end of my time of teaching it there, I think that students were, definitely wanting to choose that course. So through that, I would get together with other teachers. We would have meetings with a local um, economic development agency here in St. John that was called Enterprise St. John, who would come into our class and help the students develop their ideas, their products. And we would have a market at the end of the semester where they could Mm -hmm. um, show all of their ideas. And she, uh, her name is Michelle Lodge, and another teacher, Reese Van Beek, and another high school, we would get together and we would meet and we would say, you know, these, these students would get really excited about their ideas, really excited about right. them. And then it'd be the end of the semester and they'd go on to another and right. they'd go on to chemistry. No, no offense to chemistry, but they would go right. on to something else and they would really want to go on with their idea, but it would kind of die. So we were like, what could, it must be something we can do to help these kids with their ideas. So, uh, Reese Van Beek and Michelle Lodge and a few other teachers, they put a proposal together to have a program that students could go to in high school and they could still, they could get two high school credits for it. And we would basically teach them how to start their own business. So that's where I work currently. Uh, It's it's called the Idea Center. and um, Which ironically came from an idea. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Right. And idea is actually an acronym for Innovation, George. Right. Innovation. Is, Heard about that. Uh, development, entrepreneurship, and action is act- actually what the, um, the acronym stands for. So this is our f- fifth year um, of having uh, students come to a place called Connection Works. They come from high schools in the local area. 
um, they all come together and um, we basically teach them how to become entrepreneurs. But we really teach that it's really about the entrepreneurial mindset. Mm-hmm. It's really about those skills, teaching them, you know, risk taking, um, you know, uh, you resiliency, know, growth, resiliency, all of those things that mm-hmm. um, they really do want to learn about, but we don't teach them in the regular high school curriculum, unfortunately. Oh, I got a lot of stuff. To, I got a lot of stuff to ask you now. So I'm gonna. I, okay. So, because like you, you saw me present. And I talk about the innovator's mindset, and I'm sure just mm-hmm. listening to you because I actually didn't know all this stuff about what you were doing. I'm sure a lot of the stuff that I talked about really aligns with your Definitely. your I course. Took a lot and, of notes during that. I took a lot of notes during your right, and you had to sit through it twice too. So you're like, I know. but it was good because I was like, oh yeah, right. I forgot to write that down. No, that's it. Was actually good to sit through it twice. Right. I liked it. So mm-hmm. I got I to gotta mention something that has nothing to do with anything. But when you, mm-hmm. I've taught pretty much the exact same amount of time as you. Mm-hmm. And, uh, or I've been at least in education. And I spoke to a school district that actually, um, I, I keynoted their opening day just recently. And I was like, I didn't realize it because they changed the school districts in Saskatchewan. That's where I first started teaching. And yeah. I was like looking at schools. I'm like, oh, I taught there and I taught there. I'm like, this school sounds really familiar. Like, why do I know this school? And then I realized... I actually taught there. Oh, oh, oh. I'm at the point where I forgot places I've taught. <laughs> right? Oh, now, I only did my George. internship there. I only did like a, like a three months. But I was like, I, I for, I'm getting old. I forgot. I forgot a place. <laughs> so like when you said you're that, and you're like old. 20, 21, yeah, right? Because like when it. you're like seven yeah. years in, you're like, mm-hmm. I'm seven years in. And it's just mm-hmm. like, sir, but now it's like, I'm like, I think. Right? Kind of forget. So I, but like, it doesn't feel like twenty years. I, that's why no. I think it is. I don't feel like I've been teaching for twenty-one years. It's but when weird. you first, but when you first started teaching, if mm-hmm. I told you twenty years is going to go like this, you'd be like, mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. Right. 100%. Forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. you know, probably that's what they probably said. Like, hey, you know what? Eighteen oh five. We're going to start the school. It's going to be around for over two hundred years. Like whatever. Right here we are. <laughs> So, okay. So, so when you're talking about this, I actually, I'm going to, I'm going to get to the idea center. Um, actually, can I ask you like, do you have like an example of something a student has done coming out of the idea center? Like here's something that a student created. So like that it's not, cause I think people think of like Gary Vaynerchuk. I don't know if you know who that is, but they'll think of like very specific, like Elon Musk's, uh, uh, of the Mm -hmm. world and like totally like Mm -hmm. money churning, positions and stuff like that and i don't see it um as that like there's all you you mentioned before we were talking about like kind of social entrepreneurship that was connections so like like can you give me an example or two of like some things that students have done out of your program yep so um one of the one of our students from last semester so we tell the students we want them to create they can create a business uh, a charity Mm -hmm. or a service right so one of our students from last semester one of the things that she wanted she felt very strongly about the fact that there is not a lot of black history mm-hmm. in the high school curriculum. Well, there isn't any in the high school curriculum here right. in New Brunswick. And she wanted to change that. She wanted to figure out a way to make that happen, that there needs to be more different types of history taught, not just about right. white European men kind of thing. Right. So she went about, so we helped her 
um, be the, the local Black Lives Matter, um, Black Lives Matter movement here in St. John. We hooked her up with them. Um, they were in the process of um, basically trying to do the same thing. So she right. ended up being like on in on a committee with them. Um, they helped her meet with the, the the school district and they helped her get meetings with the department. She's still working on it right now. Right. Um, so that that's an example of us not necessarily uh, even a, a a product or a service or a charity. It's just something that right. she really felt strongly about that she wanted to make a difference in somehow because it was a, a problem, something that she wanted to change and we um, helped her do that. And then on the complete other side, we've had, we have a student who has developed um, a hockey sock that doesn't require tape. Um, he was one of our very first, yes, he's one of our very first students um, to go through the program. Uh, so he has developed a hockey sock that has um, a, a strap for lack of a better explanation, he we were able to get him uh, a patent. Mm-hmm. We were able through a lawyer, which would have cost you know right. tens of thousands of dollars, to be able to get a patent. And he's you know he's continuing um, to work on that. So that's that's kind of the you know on the other side where we have students who you know they see a problem. He was a hockey player. Mm-hmm. It drove him crazy. It, it, and it, what drove him crazy was how much waste was produced by how much tape. Um, was being used that he was seeing thrown right. um, in the garbage and that he knew was going to a landfill somewhere. So right. that's kind of what spurred him on. So that would be another example. So those are kind of two very different examples of some of the things that our students are doing. But everything they do needs to have a component to it where um, it can't have any harm on society. It has right. to do good somehow. Well, so one of the concepts that I talked about uh, from like one of the characteristics of the innovator's mindset is the notion of not only just problem solvers, right, but problem finders. And I think mm-hmm. that embodies that so beautifully, right? Because it's not like, mm-hmm. hey, kids, you should go figure this thing out that you might not care about, mm-hmm. right? So they, they actually have some personal connection to that. And uh, the story about the, the, the young woman in, in your class, you know, mm-hmm. working with the curriculum you know, focusing on black history, what I, what I think is really amazing about that is as she's going through that process, um, 10 years from now, I don't know if people will know that she did that, but it's like that, but that, but that'll be in there will be kind of her legacy. And it's just kind of interesting too. Like I always, I kind of think about that, that a lot of things that are in our schools, um, you know, maybe in, you know, and hopefully more positive than negative are, you know, the legacy of someone trying something different, someone pushing that and to give students that opportunity, right? Because a lot of times it's teachers, right? Like one of the things I'm proud of uh, is that I know in the school I was a principal at, if you go into the, the front, um, front hallway, there's pictures of kids in that school to this day um, that are updated all the time. Nobody knows I had any hand in that. I don't care. But it, I know it actually changes the environment. And I think that's something that's really, and, and I think a lot of times we give educators that opportunity, but having kids do that is really, really incredible. Um, I'm going to ask you more about this in a second, but I, and I, and I don't know how much you can say here too, because I know there's a lot of, uh, so you do work with the local, the New Brunswick Teacher Association, like a local board. So not the, the provincial board. So you do that on a volunteer basis. Like how is that kind of balancing your work as the president of that, you know, versus teacher, especially 
you know, not like the, you know, not like anything has gone wrong in education the last couple of years. It's been pretty smooth sailing for everybody, right? Yeah. I know. Right. It's actually why I started the podcast, right? One of the reasons I started the podcast is was I wanted to, you know, have conversations with teachers and connect with this over, you know, to kind of help people out. But like, how, how do you balance that? Like, what what's some of the things that you've had maybe to deal with that you can, you know, obviously that you can talk about? Um, how do I balance that? I, I think I try to balance. I think what I try to do when we have mm-hmm. our rep, our branch rep meetings, that of course, we're all virtual last year. Right. Um, I try to give teachers an opportunity to express what they are feeling, but I also try to get them by the end of our meetings to try to focus on something that's really positive. Right. And I think that sometimes we, you know, there's a lot of issues in education. There's a lot of things that are out of our control, but I think a lot of what is in our control is how we look at things. And I think that sometimes, I think sometimes we have, I mean, trust me, the pandemic has not been fun, but I always (laughs) try to look at it. What are you talking about? No, it hasn't been fun. Right. But I always try to look at it like, okay, but what, what can we take out of Mm -hmm. this situation? Like what are some of the positive of of the situation? And some of the real positives of the situation are we have teachers and students who are way more comfortable with technology because mm-hmm. they were forced right. to be more comfortable with technology yep. and they would not have been forced nope. um, otherwise. And I think that that's really uh, important. And I think that teachers need to remember uh, the impact that they have on students and that that's a privilege, that that is something that right. is a privilege, that you are able to have this impact on uh, these, who are these, you know, these either tiny beings, if you're in elementary, larger beings, if you're in high school, I I think that you need, I I try to remind them the influence that they have. I think sometimes teachers think that they don't. I think they think that social media takes over that the, uh, that, you know, that influences from the outside take over. But I think that teachers need to be reminded that even in 2021, that their role is huge. That you spend more time with that student than their own families spend time with that student. So what kind of impact do you want to have? And I, you know, I tried it and I try to, I guess I just try to bring, I'm a very glasses half full Mm -hmm. kind of person. And sometimes annoyingly so I think (laughs) to some people, but I think that it's really important to focus on that. Because it's really easy to focus on all of the issues that are we really don't have control over. So that's so, what I how uh, I try to balance it. So I I really appreciate what you're saying, and I I get accused of being overly positive too. I, I'm I don't I'm actually quite a cynical grumpy person. If you want me to be honest, <laughs> grumpy yeah. Smurf. Yeah, I'm grumpy Smurf on most days. Sometimes brainy <laughs> Smurf, right? But the the reality of that is, um, I I'm always looking for solutions, which is beautiful to what you're actually talking about um, with your like kind of the intersection of what you do with your students and kind of your viewpoint on on how you you know lead as a president. And one of the things, and this is this is ego driven. I'm not going to lie to you, right? I, when people are like, oh, the system, the system. And I'm like, well, you know, like the system is actually made up of people. 
And this is where the ego comes in. I actually feel like I can do a lot of things to actually move stuff forward and push people in certain ways and actually like challenge things right away and not just say like, oh, like some force is actually not allowing us to do this. Like people are making these decisions. So as a person that's involved in this system, I actually can do things as well. And I remember, um, you know, I was, I was really, I remember like, I'm just, I'm trying to think of like, what's an example of this. I remember actually years ago um, when just kind of looking at something we were doing in our school that was like kind of just inherited, passed down, was a process that we had. This is going to seem like such a, a little thing, but to me it was kind of a big thing, right? So we had these agendas. You know, like the agenda is like every kid has like the school logo and stuff like sure, that. Yeah. And you like write, yeah. and it's like such a like badge mm-hmm. of honor for a lot of our kids. So it was basically saying that, so it was passed down, um, that if uh, teachers didn't or if parents didn't pay the fees of the school kid can get their agenda and so like that was like so it was like 10 bucks right so you couldn't get this done so i like remember walking into a classroom and seeing like hey um i'm not well how come a bunch of kids don't have their agendas oh you know like that's just something the school does like you know the school right the school right i'm like well this like the school doesn't make the decisions, right? The people in the school make the decisions, right? The school, um, you know, historically basically doesn't give kids their agendas because then it's like impossible to get, you know, the fees out of the parents. I'm like, so basically I can identify what families are struggling by who doesn't have an agenda. It's basically what I can tell. I can walk in and physically see it. So I'm like, no, that's not happening anymore. Give the kids their agendas. And if a family will work with the families to try to figure out their fees and stuff like that, and if worst case scenario that they don't pay their fees, I guess we're out 10 bucks per kid who couldn't pay for it. And I, I honestly, I, and this is where the overly optimistic thing is, I believe that, I just kind of believe if a, if a family could, they would. They would pay it, right? And I think, so I was like, so that, that, was, that was done. And that was not, and I was like, that was like kind of believe like that was a, 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 a school decision. I'm like, nope, that's wrong. We're not doing that. So that as a person, I challenged that and said, no, we're not doing this. Now, obviously I had the power because I was a principal and I didn't have to like bring a bunch of people and that I could, that was a decision I could make on my own. But I really struggled with that. Like I really had a hard time. I was like, this doesn't seem to make any sense to me because so the family struggling. So then we make the kid look bad. Like that there's something weird there too. So I think it's just, and maybe that's maybe not the best example. Maybe, you know, I'm sure a lot of people have other examples of that too, but I really appreciate that too, because I think it's not that there's no problems. Like when you said, you know, like there's been a few problems. I'm like, I was going to say like name 82, right? Name 82 of them. I'm sure you could like go off, but at that, you know, I could name them all, but that doesn't solve anything. And I think you have to find the solutions to do that. So I, I love that approach. So when you're talking about, um, and I asked you, gave you kind of heads up on this too. Uh, and I, I love that kind of focus. So a lot of people are listening to this right now and they're saying, okay, that's really cool. Stacy has this program that's focused on opportunity. I, I teach, you know, I teach, you know, grade 10 chemistry. I teach, you know, grade four. So that's cool that there's a program, but I'm, but I'm like, how do you actually, how, like, how do you see that being implemented in like any classroom, right? Because I don't think it should be just a program, right? Because if we're being honest, there's no way that program that you have is commonplace in all schools in North America, across the world. 
it seems very unique if anything right and maybe i maybe i'm just not aware of it but it, like it is i'm assuming unique so how does like a teacher just like a grade four class like how do what are some of the things that you maybe could kind of give them some tips on how they could implement that in, in an everyday non-entrepreneur class um i think that it's really important to for students to feel comfortable taking risks in your class. Mm -hmm. I think that we don't um, encourage risk taking enough. And what I mean by that is, I mean, it's hard because we, um, you know, we want, you know, students to sit in their desks and we want them to raise their hand and we want them to be, you know, we, we have all these rules that we want them to follow and then we want them to be creative. Right. Well, we've beaten the creativity out of right, them right. from the time they come to kindergarten. Right, right. And then by the time they go to high school, they're like, they just want to just tell me what I need to know and I'll write it down just, on the test. Just and give me the test. Just give me the just test. Just give me the test. Yeah. So I think even just something as small as, um, you know, making making it so that it's okay for the, the students, whatever, I think at whatever grade, to talk about um, – something that they're passionate about mm -hmm. something that they um that they want to pursue something that they um you know like to do outside of school something that they feel really strongly about i think that uh, i think that we don't um and i've been working with teenagers for i mean i mean talking about high school here i mean but right. i think younger grades as well i don't think that we give enough credit to um what students are thinking and how they are concerned about what is happening in the world. Right. And they are, they do want to make um, a change. And I think that even, I think just creating an atmosphere or an environment where students feel like they can ask um, questions about anything, mm -hmm. um, even if you just have like, even in younger grades, even if I'm just kind of thinking out loud here, but even if you just have, you know, one day a week for even for 15 or 20 minutes right. where, you know, the students can, you know, you can have a conversation about like, what, what are some of the things that you love to do outside of school? What are some of the things like when you go home from school, what's the first thing that you can't wait to do and have them be able to have that conversation. And as they get older, especially in high school, I mean, I, it, mm -hmm. it's incredible to me how socially active our high school students are right and even middle school students even elementary students and they don't um it's not highlighted enough and there it's it there's not enough um importance placed on that mm -hmm. on you know trying to find what you're passionate about and i think just even just setting some some time aside to think about that i mean we're i mean in high, i mean i come from high school and it's so i mean i can just hear no offense to the science and math teachers, but I can just hear them go, I don't have time to do that. I don't have time right. to do that. I don't have time to do that. Well, there's ways that you can um, incorporate that in. There's ways that you mm -hmm. can look at the, the outcomes and meet those outcomes with some of these conversations. But I think that we're afraid to have those conversations because we think it's going to go down a road that we're not going to be able to right. um, stop. I don't know. I don't know if I answered that question. You did. And well. I'm actually, so the, the suggestion I'm going to, I'm going to give you, uh, I'm going to give people listening to this podcast right now it, in the description below, you're going to see a link to a blog post I wrote and it's, it's called uh, five questions to start the school year. And it's basically a lot of things that Stacey is like, what are you passionate about? 
Um, you know, what, what does success at the end of the year look like to you? Those things and actually utilizing that stuff. So like, say, for example, you take the science example, you have a kid who's wants to be a YouTuber, but I got to teach science, get the kid to explain the concept using a YouTube video. So those questions are below. Um, also taking some time every week, uh, I've listed, there's a link to some genius hour, um, articles from my friend, AJ Giuliani. So that might be a good place to start. Um, we are like super short on time, but I, I got a meeting right away and I feel bad because we talked really long on our other podcast and I like could talk to you forever, but I'm actually going to go late to this because I really want to ask you this question. And I, I think that, like, this is a question I get asked all the time and I, and I don't know the best way to answer this. So we, we get a lot of, you know, kind of give me the test, just give me the test. Right. I, I believe we sometimes condition kids to that, right? I believe that, you know. 100%. Okay, so, okay, okay, so now you, mm-hmm. you're backing me up, okay? So, as a high school teacher, you have students who come into your classroom. When, when you have that, how do we, un, like, do you have, a, like, a, an idea? Something, like, how do you uncondition a kid from that, right? Because that is, a, that is a question I get from high school teachers all the time, right? It's like, we want to try something innovative. We want to try to take something risk and the kids are just give me the test. Like, cause they're just like, this is how I've been doing it for years. Just give me the thing. Just let me go. So like, do you have like a, an idea, a suggestion, anything that you, you know, suggest to the high school teachers listening right now? Oh my. Um, <laughs> like tough, right? This is why I kept you yeah. on. See, cause this is like, <laughs> this is going to give me some gold if you got an answer for this. Um, well, I, here's the thing. Uh, I was, from the time I started teaching, I was not a fan of exams. I mean, right. the fact that we have exams, we have because they have to take them in university, blah, blah. Right. I, I don't necessarily agree with that. So I often would um, basically, you know, make sure that the students really knew exactly what was going to be on that, right. on that exam or that test and, and kind of help them, uh, you know, Actually, what I have done in the past is I've actually had them um, design their own tests or make their own assessments, right? Like what – these are the things that the curriculum people have told us that you need to learn. So what are the ways that you're going to be able to show Mm -hmm. that you – um, know this information and if that has to be on a test then what are some what are some what are some questions that you would ask if you wanted to know if a um if if a student like put say that you're the teacher and you wanted to know if the student that you're teaching knows that information what are some of the what are some questions that you think um should be asked so I think uh, I, I think I think uh, the notion of like either you might I, I would say maybe called empowerment. Some people say ownership. Some people say agency. Mm-hmm. I think that's really valuable. Uh, I actually thinking as I'm listening to you, uh, I, w- I was an assistant principal, and I'm I'm sure everyone everyone who's ever taught has had this situation at some point. Like you have, hey, these are these classes I know you love to teach, but we also have this one that nobody wants to teach. Mm-hmm. which is the entrepreneurship class for everybody yes. else, right? Yeah. Except for That's you right. wanted it. So the one that I got thrown, even though I was the AP, was health because nobody else wanted to teach it. It wasn't like, you know, it wasn't like, uh, it was like three periods out of like 40 or something like that, right? And I did not want to teach it. And I would like to say like, oh, I was like so groundbreaking and so like forward thinking. But I just said to my students, I'm like, hey, like uh, here's the curriculum. You should teach it and you should assess it 
And mm-hmm. it was amazing. The kids did such a better mm-hmm. job. And it wasn't like, I'm going to give ownership to my kids. It was like, I don't want to teach this. If I can get out of this somehow and I just get the yeah. kids to do it for me. And mm-hmm. just going through that experience of like, you know, like I would love to, I would, maybe I should write a book called like from laziness to innovation. Cause that was totally what it was. It was like, I just don't want to do this. But then I was like, wow, these kids are like doing way cooler stuff. And they were like, find a way. And I actually said, now, like now you taught it, you have to assess. How do you know people know what you taught? And they were like, just so into it. So I think, you know, your, your idea of like, and for me, give, you know, it's going to take time, right? You, you have to do it. So like you do it once, oh, the kids didn't like it, you know, that one day. I'm like, yeah, but like you tried it one time, the same risk taking that you're encouraging you know, for, for kids, we have to be able to do it adults. And that doesn't mean just trying things once. It's sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, trying it over again, trying different ways, different pathways till we get to that point. I am like super bummed because I have this meeting right now and you, I could talk to you about this stuff forever. And just full disclosure, Stacey's like, hey, uh, I want to come on your podcast. I'm like, oh, hey. And then she's like, I didn't think you were going to say yes. It was kind of joking. And then she's like, and, and you were just, that was amazing. I am like, that was so good. And I didn't know you were doing all this stuff. And so I just want to thank you for taking the time and like shout out to all the New Brunswick teachers who I got to connect with, who I just love. So they're an absolutely amazing group. You, I could tell you had such a great relationship with them and, um, I just, I hope people connect with you. We're going to list, uh, Stacy, you can connect with her on social media. You're going to see links to her stuff, but thank you so much for being on. I like, I, this is one of my thank favorite you. things about the podcast, just kind of hanging with people and just chill. I am like yeah. super bummed because I have like this lawyer meeting that I have to take right now. So I know, <laughs> I know that's right. cool, pal. you know, that's important. Right. All right. So, Hey everyone, thanks for listening. Stacy. thanks so much for being on. This is incredible. I like just love the stuff that you're doing. And, uh, I, I know a lot of people are gonna learn a lot from me today. So thanks for, thanks for connecting with me. I'm glad thanks the five so years of emails finally got to just sit down and chat. Finally. And pretty soon I'll, I'll be out there to like St. John, A I N T no N no S at the end of John. Yes. I got it. Now I got all the Eastern provinces set up. Thanks everyone for listening. Awesome. Have a wonderful day.